Welcome to the Bad Influence Podcast, all things sex, drugs, relationships, and music. Unhealthy and healthy, this is your story. We chat about things not normally discussed in polite society. Uh, we are not the experts. We only share our opinions from our experiences. Remember that. And please follow us on Facebook, share, and comment. Shall get started. Uh, welcome to the Bad Influence Podcast. Uh, once again today, uh, I have our co-host uh, and um, podcaster himself, Dean Etzel. What's going on? Hi, Dean. Hello. Uh, and uh, we have a wonderful guest, an old friend of mine, um, because I'm old. Um, <laughs> Kat Cantrell. <laughs> is it is it Cantrell? Cantrell. Cantrell. Yeah. I was repeating it in my head the whole time. And That's okay. I grew up. I grew up with Cantrell. I mean, yeah. People pronounce it so many different ways. So, what a good friend. Well, I, yeah. I, I, I'm not good at names, and I think this is why I got out of the wedding <laughs> business too, because I was like, <laughs> I can't. I'm just gonna say your first names. Yeah. Um, so, Kat is, um, so you have a podcast. I do. Dear Matchmaker. Yes. Okay. Um, and uh, that's on Spotify and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Well, wherever Perfect. you, wherever you get it. Yeah. Um, you have catcontrell.com as your website. Um, Actually. So, one of so yes. How about you tell me about yourself? Let's tell, yeah. Tell, tell, tell listeners. Your you could probably do it a lot better than we can. Yeah. So my main website is theheartagency.com. So that has a list of more about who I am and what I do and who I serve. There is catcancel.com, but it'll just point you to okay. theheartagency.com. Okay. Good. So, own, yeah. own all those domains. <laughs> yes. Well, because when your name is kind of becoming a public figure, you want to make sure and grab it before someone else, you know, takes ownership of it. So not to say that it was, it was just, I was just being proactive. So That's I grabbed good. it. That's yeah. good. So you, um, I, uh, was telling Dean before he got here, he goes, what is, what, what, who is she? And I go, she's, yeah. she's the love guru. She's, oh my gosh. I is, love it that you said that. Is, is that, is that a, a nice term to say? I guess? It's a great I, term to say. It's funny that you mentioned that because the Gazette just did an article on me Oh. in January. Okay. Like I, a, they're like, we're going to do an article about you. And I've been in the Gazette before. Okay. But so I was expecting some kind of like side panel or something like that. And it was like a giant colored two page spread on a Saturday afternoon. Holy cow. Paper about my work and about yeah. what I'm doing. And yeah. he called me a love guru. Ooh. So maybe we'll have to I, just keep I, that rolling. Do I need to make that part yeah. of my tagline yeah. now? Like, I feel like, is that the universe <laughs> well. telling me? Well, yeah. You called yourself, let me see, I wrote down love coach. That's what, in one, in one of your episodes, you called yourself yes. the love yeah, yeah, coach. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it's transformed considerably since then. So when the podcast first launched, I was exclusively helping single women with dating. Right. And so I called myself a love coach because I kind of didn't know I was in this transition and I was kind of figuring out my next steps because I had been a life coach without calling myself a life coach because life coach has its own stigma that's behind it. So I had been a life coach since 2014. And so the pandemic kind of changed everything for me. And, and I leaned into just helping single women with dating only as a love coach. And so, cause part of the love coach is also helping with dating, but helping with self love and helping with confidence. Right. Right. Um, and there's a lot of that, a lot of like rebuilding from the ground up. It sounds like from your podcast, I guess. Yeah. And so the podcast started with me with, 
helping single women. And then it transformed to, so when I said I was a love coach, people didn't under really understand what that was. Yeah. I, I would just I like, see that. what does that mean? Yeah. Um, so I had decided to change it. So I changed the name of the podcast to single women's society. And when I changed it to single women's society, cause it was originally the cat Cantrell show. Well, that doesn't really tell you what that is either. <laughs> so then, uh, you change it to single Sounds women's society. Though. Yeah. You change it to single women's society and, um, which was telling you a little bit about who was looking for that particular podcast. Right. Um, the type of target demographic that I was seeking, but even then, I was calling myself a love coach. Even then, it didn't it didn't seem to make sense. So then I just went, okay, I'm just going to start calling myself a dating coach because mm -hmm. that's that's what I was. It's, mm -hmm. That's really what I was niching and helping single women with. So then, uh, with Single Women Society, I was a dating coach, and then what ended up happening almost uh, almost a year later was through my journey of helping as a dating coach for single women only men actually started to seek me out too mm -hmm. and yeah, being like i could see that yeah. and me being well no that's just too bad you know i help women only. <laughs> men don't deserve love and <laughs> I've right listened, I've i mean to your podcast <laughs> yeah yeah and it was it was uh it was one of those things too where at first i was like no i you know i felt i had my own blockages uh, because i'm like i'm a woman how could i possibly help a right, man right i don't know what it, no i don't know what it's like to think like a man right um but more and more men kept approaching me and really wanting assistance and and women were coming to me too going men like why aren't you helping the men right and so instead of me going well i can't help a man because i'm not a man it's like well i can't actually help men because i'm a woman and i know exactly what i want from a man right Right. But so by taking that it works. from that from right. that standpoint, which is so, why Dean's here. We need to get him hooked up with a <laughs> wife. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so then the 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 thing that really kind of changed everything for me that really changed the podcast and changed the trajectory of of my business and what I do was in my previous in my previous business that closed that was existing before COVID. One of the things that I used to do all the time was do these huge uh, shows throughout Cedar Rapids. Yeah, I would I put on these huge performances. Yeah. yeah. Uh, at theater of Cedar Rapids, uh, at the Paramount, at Lion Bridge, all these different places. So I'm a natural entertainer. It's just, it's just who I am. Yeah. I mean, it's one of the reasons why I started a podcast. <laughs> so I missed the stage yeah. and things were opening back up again. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so it was, it was November of 20, Let's see, where are we? November of 21. And I had gone to, I had this idea. I was watching every single dating reality show on Netflix, trying to get as much information as I can to try to get as much knowledge. And I was reading books and I was watching reality shows. Right. And I had this idea. And I'm like, why am I not doing something like this for our area? Because that's right. just who I am. Right. I'm, uh, I get an idea. I can get idea. I mean, ideas come to me. I'm, I'm very creative in that way. And I was like, why well, can I can just, imagine and put this into fruition and I know I can make it happen. Right. So I went to theater Cedar Rapids and I was like, I got this great idea. Yeah. I want to do a dating game show. Yeah. And you know how were... bad I wanted to sign up for that sucker too. I kept seeing it. And I was like, did you? Yeah. I wanted to do it, but I know it's scary. I have to be in the right place to, you do, uh, you do to actually want to do something like that. Yeah. Into it. Yeah. 
So I, um, so when I was putting this game show together, I knew I was helping single women. Yes, men were coming and I was like, nah, I'm, I'm just going to focus on single women only. And I was like, I was trying to figure out with this game show, I was like, okay, who's putting on this game show? Cause Kat Cantrell didn't really, it didn't really make a sense. It didn't really make any sense because I'd already made a name for myself because right. of my previous business. Right. So I was rebranding myself, trying to create more awareness in the community of really that I was doing this new thing. Right. Right. And so this was kind of a way for me to do a flash into Cedar Rapids and and being like, this is me now, this is what I'm doing. Right. So I I was watching this show, it's called Celebs Go Dating. It's a it's a it's like a, a dating show based in London. And I love it. I love it because it's two coaches and they coach people before their dates. They match them with dates, and then they're coaching them afterwards. So it's not like a blind uh, dating show or whatever, no. you know, where it's like, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. And it's not long lines of The Bachelor, where it's, right. you know, he or she gets to handpick his next choice or whatever. Right. No, it was... Um, this is more legitimate. More it was meaningful. more legitimate, and it was they were helping celebrities, yeah. you know, celebrities do from... Do you remember seeing this, Dean? The, no. I was all over Facebook, Instagram. Well, at this point in time, I was still traveling for work and uh, just a really depressed uh, individual uh, that uh, didn't pay attention to anything, so... The marketing okay. was there. Like, it was yeah. really interesting to see it all happening. So actually hearing the story... Oh, for my game show, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. hear it on unfolding is... Because it's hard to convince people that this is actually a great idea and this is something that you mm-hmm. should, you know, you should consider. And so I, when I was watching Celebs Go Dating, I was like, okay, this is something that I really can do, but how do I bring this to the stage? And not only that, but who's putting this show on? So they, in this show, they kept saying, they called it the agency. They were like, and it was like, you know, here at the agency, no we reason. do this. Here at the agency. They were just saying it? In the show, no, because they were part of like they what they call the agency. Oh, it was like oh, a dating oh, the agency, show the show I was yeah, watching. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, when I was putting together my game show, which I which I called Game for Love, I was like, who's putting this on? Okay, it's not Can Cantrell. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to call it the agency because it sounds super fancy. Yeah. It sounds super cool. Yeah. It sounds like something that someone's going to want to belong to. And so, of course, the agency.com isn't taken. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm helping people with matter, you know, matters of the heart. So I'm just going to call it the heart agency. I know it sounds, I know it sounds cheesy, but when you hear that, you know exactly what the business is. It sounds exclusive. Yeah. It does sound yeah. exclusive, doesn't it? Yeah. So I was like, okay, the agency is going to put it on. And when I was creating the video, because the 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 whole goal of the game show was to make real connections on stage. So the idea was I took applicants and I had strategically had been matching them and then uh, putting like these little puzzle pieces together of who would be compatible and then having them meet each other for the first time on stage. That sounds like so much fun for you too. I loved it. Yeah. So I'm putting them together on stage and then once they're connected on stage, they went on a date right then and there upstairs. And we had a camera set up and so we were watching them connect for the first time. <gasps> the audience was oh, watching. Cool. And then at the end of the show, each of the couples would come up and say whether they were a match or not. And if they were a match, then they got like a paid gift certificate to the map room or right, like right, right. somewhere that so, you know, so there's some businesses that yeah, had donated. Yeah, or yeah. if they weren't a match, it's yeah. okay. Sometimes you're just not a match and that's all right. right. So I was actually playing matchmaker. Right. So I was like... Okay, I know this isn't going to be the business, but I'm just I'm calling myself a matchmaker because that's what I'm doing. I'm actually literally matching people on stage. Right. Not knowing that this was going to be the thing that was going to change my whole life and change my business. So, I launched it out there, game for love, the agency, everyone's like, "What is this? 
what is she, what is she doing? Uh, here's the agency. It's a live dating game show and I'm a matchmaker and I'm putting people on stage and they're going to be connected. Well, what ended up happening was men again started approaching me going, I don't want to be on your show. I want you. I want to hire you for matchmaking. Do you offer this service? And I was like, Holy crap. No, wait a minute. So what's that movie? It's got Will Smith in it. It's called uh, Hitch. Hitch. Ah, yeah. I kept saying Switch. I was close. Yeah. Close. Yeah. So you're Hitch. Yeah. So so I'm like, okay, no, wait a minute. Is this a thing? I was like, is this really a thing? Like, I don't do matchmakers right, right. exist. I don't. Right. I mean, to me, this was something that was so organic and like intuitive for me. Like it was. Right. I, one of, one of the benefits of, that I feel that, you know, because I've been coaching people for over a decade is that I've been working with people so, um, closely on such heavy topics that I can, you know, by getting to know somebody, I can see all of their goodness. Like it's just a natural, I can see, I can see things in you that you can't see in you. Well, I want to hear about so those. Why <laughs> am I, so why am I not utilizing that in a way to help people find love. I mean, it sounds, I mean, why am I not doing that? That's, right. that's, right. I help people with self-love. I've been helping people with self-love and confidence, which is all part of right. the dating game right. as well. Yeah. I mean, having to find a partner, but so it just kind of, all of everything just kind of came together. So I did some research and I found out there's that, yes, you can get a matchmaking certification. So I got my matchmaking certification and then I was is like, that like a is that like a, a, a six hour class online? Is it? Uh, it was uh or, no, it was an eight week course that I actually had holy to take. Holy shit! Yeah, and a lot of this I already knew intuitively because I've been right. working with people right. for so long. There was some miss, and a lot of it too was this is how you start a business. Okay, right. Already right, been right, there, right, done right, that. Right, I right. know how to run a business. It was like I I was like, what are the little secret? Show things? me stuff that I don't know. Right. So there were a few things that I did learn in the process and like making sure that you have a great contract and like things like that. <laughs> Thanks for signing ours, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Um, that's why I do. I appreciate this. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, so, so I, I get certified. I'm, I'm thinking to myself, okay, is this really the thing? And I'm like, how do people store people? Like, how do you, when people come to you, like, how do you categorize everybody? Do I have like, a file desk that I go and like yeah. pull out people's are, are they, files do, yeah, with their we, photos we, or do like we index or what's that Dewey Decimal or Dewey what's the old library oh, index um, card system? system what no the, Dewey uh, the card like the card catalog it was, uh, a Dewey it's called yeah. Dewey right yeah I yeah. think so the Dewey Decimal system that's yeah. what it is yeah. Dewey Decimal yeah that's like yeah because it would be like a and then dot and then yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. one four yeah so I'm this is where you go find the book what the fuck <laughs> thank yeah God. thank God for the internet. Um, so I, so I, so you had to create a lot of stuff from scratch yes. to do what you do now. Yes. So what kind of, what, like, what gives you the fucking right to be a love maker? I guess like, what is your background to right. be the matchmaker of Cedar Rapids, the, the love guru of Cedar Rapids? Right. It's a great, that's a great question. <laughs> um, you know, I, now my personal relationship with you, I, yes. I, I've, I, I've known you for a long time. I, mm -hmm. I absolutely just, uh, I melted to you the second I met you. Mm -hmm. And that's what I always loved about you is that yeah. I think you just have that personality. And so I remember when you started all this, I was like, duh. Oh. Like, like, duh. You just know sometimes like people get into something and you're like, well, why wouldn't you? Dean, when he got into, went from fitness to podcasting, I was like, duh. Mm -hmm. I, why wouldn't, like, that's natural for him to do something like that. So mm -hmm. when you got to do it too, I was like, this makes so much sense. Oh, thanks. 
That means a lot coming from you. Well, I'm not just saying that. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm sincere. No, like, yeah, like, um, I appreciate that. I'll call you out on your bullshit if I think you're wrong. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I, <laughs> um, just I ask, hope so. Ask yeah. Dean. Ask Dean. So, um, like, what was that defining moment? Was it just all these little these, these little things that were happening kind, kind of, of in the right yeah. order? Or was this something you kind of thought about doing for a long time? Like, No, like, I did not think about doing this. In fact... Hooking up with your um, best friends back in the day? Like, no, 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 no. Nothing. It was nothing like that. And some matchmakers, that's their story. Some matchmakers, they'll say that they've always been a matchmaker. They can always... been. They've been connectors. Matchmakers right. are connectors. Right. That's what they are. They just right. connect people. Um, and for me it was it's very different because i went through my own personal dating journey um you know i went through a divorce uh, a very horrific divorce in my early 30s and i had been with my ex-husband since i was 19 right and so i was 33 two small children living in iowa which i knew pretty much nobody i only lived here for a year <laughs> when i was going through my divorce okay. and so um all through my 30s, I went through the trenches of dating, right. online dating, meeting people in real right. life, because speed dating. Because you were in a relationship, in a committed, solid relationship during your uh, late teens and early 20s. Right. Or all your 20s, really. Yeah, all my 20s. So you don't know what it was like to go out and party and yeah, you never got to develop those or... skills that the rest of the people had. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so to me, it was a, it was a very um, excruciating uh very um it was it was just it was it happened so quickly to have to take these i mean i was having to go through and navigate what it was like to date in my 30s and then also as a single mom and also right. dealing with an right. ex-husband right. and like all of this stuff and right. you know it's funny because millennials i'm a gen xer and millennials are always like this is my song like all millennial songs are like my divorce songs <laughs> right. like when i think about all those millennial songs i was like oh yeah those are my <clears throat> I just got divorce songs. So um, mm -hmm. there's mm -hmm. been plenty of those stories. But so I went through um, a lot of, I went through a lot of crap in my 30s. Um, tried all the dating apps, did everything. And went through um, some, I went, I only had two relationships in that, in that period of time, in, the, in that decade of time. I only really had two serious relationships. One of them lasted a year and a half or just over a year. And one of them lasted, I think, five months, I think. So was that my uncle? That was your uncle. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. He was for about five months. Okay. Um, so I went through a lot and I was having to consistently come back to myself and, and really ground myself and be like, okay, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I attracting? Why am I attracting this? Why so am you I really got to the chance to overanalyze yourself <laughs> and nothing better than overanalyzing yourself right. in your thirties. So yeah. And, um, in two in the Midwest, mm-hmm there's a lot of pressure of being like, and for me, it was not only the pressure of like, if you're, if a woman, you're not in a relationship, what's wrong with you? But second, it was, I was getting older. Right. I was getting closer to 40. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're getting closer to 40. And yeah. how are you going to find anybody? Yeah. Um, and through all of that journey is when I started my own business. So that started and I, um, and that was the dance studio. That was the dance studio. Yep. yep. So the dance studio I founded in, in 2013. Um, and, really got my life in order and really figured out what I was looking for in a partner right. after a lot of mm -hmm. failed um, and you've, mistakes. You've been with him now seven years? Almost nine, Holy actually. Holy crap. Yeah. 
We just got engaged in October. Oh my gosh. Yeah, which was un- completely well, congratulations. unexpected. congratulations. That's good. Thank you. I, thank you. I, say, thank you. I tell people all the time, I'm like, you can make it five years fine, but make it the first seven to eight. Like, yeah. Once you make it past that big hump, and then yeah. I hear the next one is 12 years. So, yeah. I wouldn't know, but that's what I hear. <laughs> I hear seven. <laughs> I've, I've been to the seven years twice. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, and I met him on the nap. <laughs> And everything that I had done in the past, I decided I was going to do things differently. And I did, and the way that I found him was completely different of how I ever found anybody else. And so. So this is a success story for you. It was a huge success story for me. So then during the studio, when the studio was growing, everyone knew who my fiance was. And so the women would come to me and be like, how do I get that? Right. Where do I get one of those? I do that all the time. Teach me the ways of finding a man like that. I want to have a man like that. And I kept pushing it away when I was in the studio. I'm like, and they're like, you should really, you should really do dating coaching. And I'm like, "Mm, no time, (laughs) not going to do it. Not going to do it. Not going to do it. So did you get a lot of, um, uh, uh, hook me up with one of your friends or, um, don't you have a friend that I could talk to? Oh yeah. People like, used to ask me all the time if Brian had a brother. Does he have a brother? Yeah. Does he have a brother? Does he have a brother? Yeah. That. So you said you decided you were going to do things differently with, with this guy. Yeah. What were those things that were, that you decided to change? Oh, that's a great question. So I was going to online date differently. Um, so back then, 10 years ago, it wasn't apps the way it is now. It wasn't a continuous ongoing dopamine overdrive. Yeah, because it would be like uh, plenty of fish. You'd have to get go onto a desktop. Yes, that's exactly what it was like. This, a whole DNA regimented yep. thing and yep. these questions and answers. It's no longer now. It's just you're not just constantly well, swiping on. No, it was a little bit different. Tinder had just come out at that time. I think Tinder had only been a year old at that point. So there was it was starting to kind of and I think Match maybe even an app, but. It was actually on Plenty of Fish and it was on desktop. And I remember going on there being like, I'm joining one app and I'm only going to talk to, I'm, I'm going to get rid of, because everyone has a type. And I don't want to go into the psychology of why everyone, what your type is, but. We can someday though, because I would We can. I mean, I know my type. We mm-hmm. talked about it. Red, <laughs> red flags. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, Latino it's... and red flags. <laughs> 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 That's not true. But does she look like she's gonna key my car? Yes. Yes. Check. <laughs> Check. Oh my gosh. She's sold. <laughs> uh, uh, but I decided that I I was I wanted I I was looking at profiles that I said to myself, could this first off am I curious? Does this person make me curious? Not yeah. in like ooh in the mysterious like are they going to be like you know what is it, what kind of wild ride is this going to be? Right, but right. curious enough to be like. Could I possibly be friends with this person? Yeah, huge. And huge. I and I, you know, put everything else aside. Could I hang out with this guy? Because in me, like one of the things that I was searching for that you know I encourage is that this is your partner. This should be your best friend. Like this should be your go-to person. I don't see why it shouldn't be. And because some people will have relationships, but they'll have like their best girlfriends or their best guy friends. Right. To me, they should be your best friend. I They're, agree. I mean, yeah. you're going to be. I agree you're going to be going through challenges together that no one else is going to see yep. or you're going to like, yep. you know, show to the world. Yeah. So that was, you are going to be the most vulnerable, vulnerable. Why can't I say some of these words? I did the same thing. Words your, are hard. On your podcast. They, they yeah, um, you'll be the most vulnerable <laughs> with uh, that person for right. a, a long period of time, hopefully forever. Right. Um, so it should be somebody you feel comfortable enough to <laughs> open up with everything. Yeah. And it didn't, the appearance didn't necessarily, 
I mean, yes, we, I mean, un, unfortunately, online dating is all about vanity. It's just, it has no choice. It has no other metrics to compare other than height, body type, education, you know, the basics. But those superficial ones, the superficial yeah. stuff, yeah. right. Um, yeah. But to me, the pictures, I wanted to find somebody that I knew that we could be, that I would want to hang out with, that I would want to know more about, that I was curious enough to know, you know, what, you know, I have questions about their profile. And two, like, do they love life? Do they, does it seem to be somebody that instead of like, because one of the things, one of the, one of the advice that I give to people is that we owe it to ourselves to live our own best lives. It's yeah. not your job to provide entertainment to somebody else. Right. And I felt that that was part of my problem in the past was that I was the entertainment all the time. And mm -hmm. I didn't, I wanted somebody that I could go to, that I, there would be a soft place for me to land, that we would have a mutually you could exciting. Be who you wanted to be. Exactly. And so by looking at his profile, it was nothing like anything else I'd ever seen. Like why? He wasn't holding a fish up in the picture or? Well, that. So he wasn't the typical <laughs> Iowa, um, Iowa man right. he's, profile. He's from here. No, he's not. He's from Austin, Texas. Oh. So he had these one, and I know this sounds crazy. But the picture that got me was he took a picture of himself driving a car with his hat out the window and the hair, his <gasps> hair is in the blowing yeah, and he's wearing sunglasses and I'm like, oh, he looks like so much fun. Yeah. Like that's. Yeah. Or a psychopath. <laughs> Let's take our chances. Could be. What's yeah. the difference? Honestly. Well, yeah. Hmm. No. But maybe. all of his pictures were showing me different parts of his personality. It wasn't just car selfie right hawkeye shirt right you know uh, drinking beers and hanging drinking out with, beers and hanging boys, out with yeah. your friends you know yeah. yep. cornhole whatever yeah. it was so many different looks to him and i was like He's i could death. tell so much about him that it just pulled me in Good. and there's one of the things that i one of the things another thing i say is that you know your profile either can be red light or green light mm -hmm. you want it to be a green light you owe it to yourself to show all these different parts of your personality Right. And if you don't have pictures of you doing things, go do things <laughs> and take pictures while you're doing the thing. Yeah. yeah. Because you owe it to yourself to have a full enough life. Yeah. But, you know, if you don't have any activities or things that you're passionate about, that's mm -hmm. really, you owe that to yourself. So then, then when you go to make your profile, because that was part of my issue when I was online dating, when I was, when they were like interests, I was like, I don't, I'm a mom and that's not very sexy. Like, well, I don't know. I mean, I well, that's be. true. It, it depends, I guess. On the audience, <laughs> depends on the type but, of guy you're talking to, I guess. Right. <laughs> Obviously, you found one that uh, was okay with that being the fun part of you. And now a short break from our sponsors and supporters. Um, <laughs> so, and, and, right. and, and this <clears> is where <throat> um, I agree <clears throat> with you completely. Uh, you know, when I look at these dating profiles or whatever, um, uh, I... When I see a girl with tons of filters, I don't I don't think in my head for one second um, that she takes cute pictures. I think she's hiding behind a lot of shit. 100%. Yeah. Right? I don't want to see that. And if every single one of the pictures is the same exact pose, I don't want to see that shit. Right. In one of your episodes, um, you talked about uh, when you started dating that you didn't have a full body picture on there. Right. 
And um, this is kind of where I was indifferent to your opinion of it because you, um, the, you know, I don't want to give away too much of the punchline. Um, I want the, our listeners to go to your podcast. Oh, no, you can talk. It. I don't, yeah. Um, but um, they, uh, you basically said that um, you didn't have a full body picture there and you went to the date uh-huh. and um, you were honest with him, told him, yeah, you look good or whatever, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and then he turned around and says, you're heavier than I thought. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's important because, um, like Dean and I have discussed this before, and Emma and I have discussed this before, where, you know, there is a certain body type. I'm 160 pounds, so, like, mm-hmm. I don't want to get in a relationship with somebody that's 310 pounds. Right. Um, so I think that's important. Um, I think being, going about it the right way and saying the right things is appropriate. Right. That's so right. the only fear I would have if I was on a date with somebody and they didn't have body pick and they didn't show up the way that I thought they would have showed up. Right. Because pictures in the right uh, light can be very deceiving. Mm-hmm. Would be, why are you hiding behind that? You right. Know? Um, and so that there was, you know, and that'd be immediate red flag for me and I probably want to date the person anyway because right. yeah. there, there wouldn't be any long-term success. Right. Well, because that just shows that there's, there's a lack of confidence and they don't know who they are and they're all they have is, you know, right. what they think the most best lighting is right 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 right. they're hiding behind uh some lies and they're not comfortable with it and and they're not so they're probably not at the same space um in their life to want to date or or have something that i want which is should be a red flag right then and there yeah i struggle with this a lot because you know i'm I'm 25 young single dude Mm -hmm. and he's the oldest 25 you'll ever meet in your life (laughs) yeah unfortunately which was what makes dating for my age bracket such a difficulty for me is especially going on all these dating apps is it's all these girls don't know who they are. All they, all their pictures, all they do is just their whole identity is I go to the week or to the bar on the weekends mm-hmm. and I get drunk. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. What do you like to do? Right. Right. Uh, right. Drink. Okay. Yeah. But like, what hobbies do you have? I don't know. Tequila is fun. I'm like, <laughs> next. I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe tonight, but I mean, not long term, <laughs> you know. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of what. So you were on that process. And this is where Dean and I, um, uh, Dean and I developed a relationship over the last year and a half where it's become much more um, intimate and he'll tell me his dating life and, and mm-hmm. the first example that was on his podcast and I basically, or was on mine, wasn't it? Uh, where, I think it was, I don't episode, know. Where he was basically, he was like, why didn't you call me out for that girl? Oh uh, yeah, that was on yours, I think. And I was like, you're right, I will do better. And now we talk about pretty deep shit about like, should we move forward in these relationships or not? And we're pretty right. honest with each other. Um so that's why I mean he's probably the oldest twenty-five-year-old you'll ever meet mm-hmm. to yeah. have that conscious to do that. But I think it's important to, to all your friends around you, you like be vulnerable and open. Like, hey, I got this shit going on. What's your opinion on this? Mm-hmm. Like, tell me because mm-hmm. you know I want to. I want all perspectives yeah. on everything. Yeah. So if you know if I'm not seeing this thing over here, point it out to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you um, you're on this dating website. You see the man of your dreams in it, mm-hmm. and it's because of a picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing stood out as far as words or how oh no words? his words yeah so the you know unfortunately online dating is is mostly pictures that's the that's the first thing that you pay right. attention to very rare yeah. uh men only spend five seconds on a profile women spend 10 that's what science says holy crap that's it it's all you got five Those, or ten got seconds facts. Mm-hmm. so uh no his bio was i don't even know if i very... spent five seconds to be honest mm-hmm. with you yeah you probably don't well <laughs> You might if if you're like on Hinge or yeah. like Hinge requires you to upload I think six photos so that yeah. if you think about it it's one yeah. two three and Hinge, four, and Hinge doesn't have the swipe feature too which I like yeah it's, you have to hit X or yep. you know or you have to like one of their either uh, one of their comments or one of their pictures yeah, yeah. Hinge is a lot yeah. more in depth and I like the fact too with that when you can go on and like 
you leave a comment about like the picture or whatever. It's a starter. Yeah. It's a conversation yeah. starter. Yeah. yeah. Whereas that. like Tinder, it's, it's a lot. Tinder's a lot more superficial. It's just oh, no, nice boobs, nice boobs, nice boobs. Ah, nope, never mind. I that's, mean, that's right. That's yeah. What, that's what it's there for. That's Pretty right. much. That's yeah. right. They're trying to change that. Tinder's trying to change it. Well, good luck. They should. Good luck. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, he had a great bio. I don't. I couldn't tell you what his bio said, but his bio also drew me in because I knew that he was he was different and he. Um, He's the story goes with my profile because I had I had dated I had gone online gone offline gone online gone offline I mean it was right, just this continuous right. up down up down up down with it well, and it's so traumatic too you go on it these, is. you go on fucking forty dates and you're yeah. just like shoot me in the head already I'm right. I'm, I'm over it like what is right. wrong with me and then you just yes then you start feeling really bad about yourself that's right um, um and I so I decided you know there was a time I was I would go on and then I'd just be like oh God what am I doing here? And then I would just get <laughs> off and then I get back on. And the one time that I was on, he was, um, Brian was my fiance. He was, um, he was going, he was already separated and, and figuring, you know, leaving his, leaving his wife. And he was like, he just hopped on and he was just like, I wonder what's, he didn't sign up because he knew he was in no shape or form, but he was just curious, like yeah, what's out there. Yeah, and he yeah, actually yeah. saw my profile. And he was like, oh, my gosh, they make these out here. <laughs> this hope. is this is the kind that I want. Yeah, like, yeah, no yeah, matter, yeah. like, this is yeah. the kind that I yeah. want. And so yeah. um, fast forward months and months. Um, well, just, Dean always says uh, dating is like a car catalog. Is that what you say? Oh, it's relationship what? shopping. Yeah. No. Yeah. Is that what you said? You were like, you're like, yeah, if I'm looking for a uh, catalog and I'm looking for a car in a catalog. I'm going to pick out the Cadillac every time or something. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, if you give me this whole booklet of, of females, like, yeah, I'm going to go through and pick the absolute best one. I'm not, you know, yeah. maybe yeah. I'm going to be able to afford this one, so then I settle for this one, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he's that's kind of it, too. Yeah, that's, that's right. kind of what dating, so he's, dating at, so. he, he saw you and... Mm-hmm. And my profile, and he, like, he was like, yes, was, this, was is, this is kind of who I want, but then... Time went on, and then he had he was in a position to where he was like, "Okay, I'm ready to go back out there." And he went back out there, and he couldn't find me. And he was like, "Crap! What the fuck? She's gone. Like she's already in a in a relationship. Somebody's with, taken her. Somebody's taken her." And um, some time goes on, and oh, then we're so both we're both on plenty too. of fish. You know, I'm I decide, okay, I'm just gonna. It's free. Just gonna get on there, um, and so I got on plenty of fish, and then he got the email that I was as a match, and he was like, "Oh, she's single," and so he contacted me, and so I was his very first date after his ex-wife, and, and, and that's he, it. That was he fell in love. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. Yeah. So, um, in part of your uh, podcast, you talk about how um, it's important when you're finding love mm-hmm. to make sure you're in love with yourself. Yeah. Do you think he was at that spot? Oh, 100%. Good. And I think, you know, one of the things, so the podcast has changed considerably because now I'm helping, I'm, I'm from a coaching and matchmaking standpoint, I'm helping both men and women. It's about 50-50 now. And so the podcast got changed over to Dear Matchmaker. So people actually submit their questions and I answer their questions um, right as as a part of the podcast and I have guests and such. On my podcast, one of the questions that I get asked the most is, should I date somebody who's separated or newly divorced? Because I I, I was just starting to listen to that uh, that episode when Dean walked in. Yeah. yeah, um, And here's my stance on it because uh, I don't, because women, and the reason why I this has been shed a lot of light is because I'm working with more men. Men hear this more than women do. Like 
men will go on dates with women and women find out that they're either separated or going or they're newly divorced and they always go, you're not ready. You're tainted. You're not ready. You haven't been mm-hmm. single long enough. You don't know what it's like. So women are already telling, like it's, they're already say they're already like not even considering it because of whatever their previous experiences are. So I'm sure right, that, that right, there's other, right, right. that their previous experience that they dated somebody right. who was separated right. and maybe went back to their wife or maybe somebody who was like- Best dogs in the pound are the broken ones. Come on, girls. <laughs> I was gonna say, Pay I, attention. I have a personal story with that one. I dated the girl for about three months when I was traveling for work. She was in, uh, she lived in Ohio and she said she was divorced, but she was actually married the whole time and was cheating on her husband with me. Oh so my gosh, cool. yes. So you like, hear those stories too. So yeah, the girls that, that's why when girls come to me at least and like, oh, like I'm just now getting out of a relationship, like take your time, honey. I'll be here in a yeah. few months if, I, if you're yeah. still there, you know. And that's okay. Yeah. You can do, you can set that boundary for you. That's yeah. totally fine. But yeah. what I, when I get a, and maybe it's not so set because if, to me, if you have filed for divorce, so like if you're even, like when I when I talk about this, it's not that you're separated and still trying to figure out whether or not you want to get back together with your ex. That I would stay away from. But when you have just filed for divorce or you're newly divorced, this is when you're either going through the process of a divorce or you're newly divorced. I feel like women will discount that person across the table because of their previous experience, right. which is fine. But it's yeah. not her job to point at him and say, you're not ready. Did they, I mean, I think on both sides, the both parties should say, you know, give them a little bit of benefit of the doubt. Right. And, yeah. I mean, just be straight up. Be like, are you sure you're fucking ready for this? Cause yeah, and you and could, I, I, could, I could be the love of your life, yeah. and I don't want right. to waste your time, and you shouldn't waste mine. It right. warrants a conversation for sure. Yeah. 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 And if it's if that's if it yeah. doesn't feel comfortable to you because they're newly divorced, and if, right. if that then that's that's your right. fear, and that's okay to be yeah. like, this person isn't for me, mm-hmm. and then you can move on to the next person. But to completely not even just to completely discount somebody. Right. Because because so, I, I talk a lot about attachment theory. The majority of the dating the majority of the dating pool you're, you're speaking my language right is there. avoidant, right? That's the majority of the dating pool. Mm-hmm. Secures mm-hmm. get snagged immediately. Mm-hmm. So like even though they just went through a divorce, they might be a secure attachment. And yeah. if you're not going to take advantage of that, believe me, someone else is going to meet yeah. that person and yeah. they're and they're Well, gonna... and it goes both sides because they're, they're they they want that. They want somebody to need exactly. them all the time. And and then that other person's like, I'm ready to, to take somebody right now. Right. Right. Whether it's gonna be a good relationship or not. Right. 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 So what are we doing wrong, do you think, in dating? What's going on Whoa. in the world? So Dean and I have spoke. How much time do I have? <laughs> okay. Dean and I have spoke on on end about this subject. Yeah. Um, the I, I hate saying it, and I hate sounding so negative about it. But the dating pool is is fucking been pissed in. I don't know what happened, but um, everybody wants. And I and I I've tried dating younger, mid, you know, younger than me, my age. I've I've talked to women. How old are you? Forty-one. Okay. Uh, so I've talked to women about my age, whatever. The problem I have with uh, women about my age is um, they are so fucking dead set in being strong and independent. Mm, that's avoidant. That they are so scared to mm-hmm. like, like just try. Just can you meet me for a fucking sandwich? Right. You know, and, right. and they refuse to. Um, uh, the, How are you meeting these women? Um, so it was a little bit of, um, like dating websites. Um, it was, uh, you know, through when I was working at uh, the bar, mm-hmm. um, stuff like that. Okay. Um, first mistake. 
meeting at the bar. Well, I bar, <laughs> that, that bar specifically. Well, I try to give him the benefit of the doubt, um, but uh, uh, you know, I, 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 my dream was always to meet somebody through a friend. Mm-hmm. I think that to me is the ideal situation to meet somebody, but mm-hmm. I think I'm going to find the problem no matter where I go. And so then I just went to this whole spiral of maybe the fucking problem is me, you know, um, like Taylor Swift said, or whoever sung the song, hi, it's me. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, maybe, maybe the problem is me. And so I've been taking a very long break. Um, and I, I kind of went back, uh, back and forth. I've been going back and forth with a girl that I've been going back and forth with for a long time yeah um as you know but and then hoping that works um mm. but um you, you know i it's 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 fucking tough out there to try to find somebody who meets your qualifications and then because of the way the, the i think everything is set up right now where um women and men both are scared because they're scared of getting hurt. Right. Um, they they have high expectations of what's to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they're the word casual is too casual now. Yeah. Um, now I'm not saying that I'm uh, you know 100% for monogamy, but I also think that there has to be some type of commitment to a relationship. Right. So Dean and I talk on ends about how the dating pool is just tainted right now, and I'm not sure if it's because we're doing something wrong or mm-hmm. if it's the dating pool is doing something wrong or people in general are doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Mm. I have so many thoughts. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first thing is, so one of the things that I, one of the things that I say quite a bit is that the words that we speak become the house that we live in. So if you're consistently saying that the dating pool is tainted, you're going to seek out information to confirm that. It's confirmation bias. You're absolutely right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So we don't ever want to prove ourselves wrong. I actually, Dean and I get off on getting <laughs> well, proved wrong. I mean, but we yeah. will yeah. navigate yeah. our own experiences yeah. to consistently no. prove yeah. ourselves yeah. that we're yeah. like, yep, I'm right. yep, I'm right. Yep, yep I'm right. Yep, I'm right. Well, it's like I say on my show all the time. It's all about like positive affirmations. If you're putting all this negative shit out into the world, then congratulations, yeah. the world around you is going to be negative yeah. all the time because right. if you you're always have these glasses on of like the world is shit. The dating right. pool shit. Everyone is. Everyone sucks because if that's all you tell yourself there is, and that's all you're gonna see. Yeah. Yeah. His, yeah. His podcast is good for motivation. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So one of the things that I always teach people is is so it's that it's it's changing your mindset because there are some great people out there. So it's not that you're the problem. It's not that you're you're broken and you need to be fixed. It's that you need to understand why you pick who you pick. That leads me to my next question. Yeah. Why do we pick who the hell we pick? Well, I know you got I know you got an episode on this and I know you yeah. talked on length on it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I talk about your type and I haven't talked about it in a while. So and I've been doing I do a lot of a lot of reading, a lot of reading, a lot of reading. And um, you know, one of one theory out there is that we seek out in partners what we lacked as, as children so that makes sense if i didn't get no sex when i was a kid <laughs> <laughs> well that's a that's kind of a completely different that's a completely different conversation but dean just about lost his fucking nuggets on that one it's not okay? necessarily no. and, and what i mean by that what we lacked is that if you have if, if you grew up in a home where you were having to consistently work for love so in your head, 
-hmm. right? So one of the things that I cover with my clients is that we have these saboteurs. There's nine of them. And each one of these saboteurs was instilled in us as children as to protect ourselves. And I'm not, I'm not a therapist, but I, I, it's under, it's important for me to understand this information. So I know when you get in your own way, when you're dating, where I can go, you're doing this because of this. Right. So we instill these, these like coats of armor. Like I think about it, it's like a Marvel movie, right? Where you're like standing there when they're like standing there and then like the, the shield like flies up and like connects Mm-hmm. to their body. And that's what that's what these saboteurs do is that when you're doing these things these in the your life. Flags. Yeah, the, well, the saboteurs are they're they're ways that we protect ourselves to where we feel safe, to they're when the walls it, we put up. Exactly. Yeah, okay. They're the walls that we put up. So if you grew up thinking that you have to consistently work for love and you that the only way that you can be loved is for what you can do for somebody. And now a short break from our sponsors and supporters. Let's just say that we're just going to take that. That's an example. Okay. So the only way I can be loved is for what I can do for somebody else. Yep. And that yep. this is me. And I'm, yep. I'm, this is, this is me just being completely transparent. This is my number one saboteur. This is why I've, I've attracted, I mean, not with, not with Brian, but I had to do You're the work to figure it out. I'm absolutely a fixer. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Club. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. We lack, so we think we think to ourselves, okay, this is the only way that I can be loved is by what I can do for other people. Yep. So then we become adults, and so we're going to, we think that that's love. So we think that, okay, in order for me to really receive love, I can't possibly receive love for just being myself. Right. I'm only going to be loved for what I can do for you. If I can give you something back. Right. So we're going to seek out partners who are takers. Right. Right. Because when you when you seek out a partner who's also a giver, you're like, why is yeah, I this can't. Is weird. This is weird. This is weird. Yeah. This doesn't feel good. Yeah. Or yeah. even worse, ultimately, your best partner. What you should feel is you should not feel spark when you first meet them. You should feel safe and bored, curious mm-hmm. enough about them, but you're not getting any weird like anxiety feeling so you're not I, having to like tiptoe that, they, that that's interesting because i'm a habitual i fall in love with everybody the second i meet somebody i just fall in love um unless mm-hmm. i absolutely hate them it's one or the other so for me to find somebody that's so i've probably been ignoring the, the love of my life my 100 <laughs> my whole life because they they, they, they didn't spark anything for me. Right. Yeah, well, it makes sense, though, because in my opinion, true love it shouldn't be hard work. It's it, not. I mean, like, it should be work to grow together. But right. Like, it, it shouldn't be hard. It should be easy, and it should be the relationship safe and boring, yeah. yes. in a sense. Yes. And it's it, it took me a long time to understand that, you know, that's part of the the reframing that I have with my clients, too, where it's like, you know, go, you know, your idea, I mean, you the whole purpose of a first date is to get to know enough about them for a second that first date should not last any longer than 2 hours tops because hour and a half for dinner and, and yeah. 20 minutes of sex yeah 
first date. You said first date. No, no, no sex okay, on the first okay, date. Okay, okay, okay. No See, sex on the first date. See, I keep doing date. it wrong. This is yeah. it. Here, do you want to tell you why? Yeah, okay. I actually do. Please um, do. And people disagree with this with me, and that's totally fine. I mean, if you want to find out whether or not you're sexually compatible in the first time you meet, go ahead. Knock yourself out. I don't care. <laughs> I feel like I'm about to agree with what you're about to say because I think sex is bullshit. Yeah. So, here's, yeah. uh, so when we have sex, oxytocin gets released. Oxytocin is the love drug. Mm-hmm. So you meet somebody, you have you have chemistry, you have high chemistry for whatever those reasons are. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have high chemistry, you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, and you sleep with each other. Well, now, now that you've been sleeping with each other, the oxytocin gets released, and now you have this false sense of connection. Right. That ultimately, this is how situationships happen. This is how friends with benefits happen because there's no, compa- you it haven't even taken your it time to figure out if there's compatibility. Right. You just jumped into bed, and yeah, yeah, you have the oxytocin, and it's great. Sure, right. it's great sex, but but then what? Right. You're not going to build a foundation off of great sex. Now, I know I'm sure there's people out there that are like, well, I know somebody that, fine, whatever. <laughs> but there's always somebody that's uh, like, know yeah, somebody, yeah, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. you know, to build a foundation, you need to understand, I mean, to me, compatibility first. Chemistry can build. As mm-hmm. long as you're curious enough about them and find them attractive, where right. you're like, right. I mean, I, I can stand looking at her while I, yes. for, you know, the next yeah. morning or, you know, for the next 30 years or. Because the more you get to know somebody, the more the, the, the compatibility builds, the more you get to know them. It's called a, it's called a mere exposure effect. So the mere exposure effect is they've done studies. So like they did this study of these group of college kids. They started off together, um, you know, it was like their freshman year. They all asked each other, did they find each other attractive? And so it was typical, like the hottest people got ranked the highest. Right, right. The lowest attracted people got rated the lowest. Right. Half through the semester, they, they went back and asked them again, who was the most attractive? The people that they spent the most time with bumped up to being the most attractive. That makes sense, yeah. Because the more yeah. you spend time with somebody, yeah. the more attractive they become. Right. And so the fact that you don't have chemistry on that first date, you are, again, you are dismissing a possible opportunity because the more you get to know them, and if the compatibility piece is there, the more you get to know them, the chemistry is going to be, get build and the sex is going to be amazing. Even better, yes. even better. And I, I think uh, we just talked about this when uh, we just we're, we all did it get together, the four of us, did, yeah, my yeah. guess. I said what I think is uh, uh, substantial for my life changes and, and sex. I'm a sex addict. So when I now need passion to have sex, mm. I need that connection. I want yeah. that. I, I don't I don't seek out sex anymore just for sex, um, which was just an own, my own like redefining of my life or whatever. But I'm like, holy shit. And when I figured that out, sex has been a lot better with myself but um and also with other people so i think that um I, I do agree with you i think that, that's amazing and, and but who knows that at 20 and who knows that at 30 and then who knows right. that in their 40s so right and it's like something i've always said is like yeah like sex is fun sex is great but it's easy it's quick you can you can go get sex it's not that hard to do but like have you ever had a conversation with somebody because <laughs> holy shit that is that is yeah. fun yeah yeah, I think yeah, uh, he so was true. he was starting to see a girl, and I remember one of the first questions in my mouth. I'm like, "When you guys uh, have you guys slept together?" And when he goes, "No," like I don't know if I have a connection with her yet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. "Who the fuck are you? Like, what's <laughs> I, this isn't guy talk." 
Yeah. And then yeah. I was like, oh, wait, maybe because I'm wrong, you know? So, yeah. Because, like, you that know, pretty dope. if I meet somebody and, like, we're, we know it's not going to go anywhere, but we want to hook up, like, cool, that's, that's we, we have that understanding. Do right. that. But if you're wanting to, like, actually find love, in my opinion, like, you got to be able to know who the fuck each other are mm-hmm. before you go sleep together because mm-hmm. sex ruins, ruins things. My, well, it, I, it clouds it clouds yeah. things in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it clouds things. So you don't recognize the red flags, and you'll constantly make excuses on why they're there. And yeah, it's yeah. it's number it's, one guilty of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean every I mean everybody is everybody. I mean this is why I always tell people too that situationships never will turn into relationships because there's if it, it was if it was ever going to be a relationship, it would have started off that way. Like, right, right. But right. it didn't, and because right. and, and another thing too. A woman will sleep with you on the first night. If she sleeps with you on the first night, she doesn't if she doesn't care that much about <gasps> you. Ooh. So uh, we recorded a podcast. What was it? Two weeks ago, whatever. It should come out next week. Uh, the week the after. Four of us. Yeah. So Emma will be is yeah. on it. Dean's here, and then we had another guest here, and um, kind of broke the mold by saying, you know, like if if a woman sleeps with you, sleeps with you on the first date, it was her choice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people will be surprised to hear that. But then to back it up with, you know, she the facts are she probably will never talk to you again. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that's fucking crazy. Why is that? Is it because she she only wanted for she the primal? holds it for the, the she holds it for pe- for a man that she really wants to get to know and really wants uh, to. You're breaking my fucking heart. <laughs> it's true, though. <laughs> She will hold out. She will. She will hold out and wait because she wants to get to know whether or not. And if she doesn't care about it, if she doesn't care about the compatibility and it's just a hookup to her, she'll sleep with you, but she probably won't talk to you again. Well, yeah. Like I'm the same way there too. Right. Yeah. yeah, You know, if I don't see this going anywhere, like, yeah, we can can have sex right now. I don't care because it's not going to progress any further. But like, if I actually want to get to know who you are, like, I I don't want to sleep with you for the first couple of months. Right. You're kind of a rarity. He is. I've been told that before. Yeah, that's kind of rare yeah. for men. Yeah. Do you find I mean, any... men will continuously try to sleep with you no matter what. But, I mean, yeah, they it's just. Co- they're always trying to sleep with me. It's just, it's weird. <laughs> I would love to sleep with him. I don't know what the fuck's going on, why he won't sleep with me. But... I admit you, but that's funny. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> so, if any ladies, once again, we're putting it out there. So, you have that. That's a clever. I like that saying, uh, or that uh, the bit of information. I always say, um, and you can chew my ass if I'm incorrect for saying mm-hmm. this or so i always say um there's a uh, women sleep with who they want men sleep with who they can but i've 100 turned it around and i've also said men marry who they want women marry who they can mm, i don't know if i agree with that i don't know if i agree with that i was trying to give a pro man speech there but no i don't know i don't know i mean i think mm. I, and I, I think that primarily I'm relating to, to women who, you know, use sex as a weapon or men yeah. that use um, their dominance as a weapon. I think that's sure. bullshit. I think in, in in mature terms, that wouldn't be the facts. But I think the way the dating scene looks now, it's what we see a lot of. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, at least in the crowds I'm hanging out with. So in your definition, what is what do you mean uh, women using sex as a weapon? Um, you know, women will... Um, uh, th- I think women know men are are primal pigs, and we will pretty much sleep with anything that walks. Not every man, but right. I, I think that's just the kind of general consensus. Cons- consensus. Um, I actually we uh, um, discussed in the last episode as well that um, 
but women are actually just as sexual as men are. Women right. are just better at hiding it. Um, and so, well, because society, right, we're judged because of it. That's exactly what we said too. Right. Is yep. is the the judgment that that backs it up? Yeah. You know, you can go have a, a guy go have a do whatever he wants, and no one will say anything. Yeah, a guy go fuck twenty girls in a in a day or two, and oh, like, what a legend! Okay. Girl goes doesn't she's a whore and a slut, you know? Right. So, exactly. right. Big double standard. Yeah. Right. Right. So, um, I, I I don't even know the best way to say it, but using sex, she knows that she can get that free drink. She knows that she can oh, get that oh, oh. Um, because yeah. men oh. are trying to like. Hey, you know, if I if I mm. if I dangle the the option of you getting with me either sexually or romantically or anything to get to know me, if I dangle that, I can use that to my advantage. Well, yeah, because like, I think what you're saying is like, you know, you got this hot girl, and he's she's gonna have hundreds of dudes that are just wanting to fuck her, that at her heels, doing whatever she wants. Why, as soon as she right. says it, but you don't see that many guys with the same kind of status. I think I have that status. Do you? No, not really. <laughs> It's wishful thinking. Gosh, let me live in my own world. No, I see what you're saying. I, I think, you know, one of the issues, to go back to your question a while back, about connection and about dating is that people do view people as being disposable, unfortunately. And another thing is is that we lack, we really lack empathy for the other person. You know, all men are this or all women are this. I agree. Yep. Yep. It's humans. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we when, we when we show up and we're on a date, we need to take into consideration that they have their thoughts, their traumas, their the things, the shit that they've had to go through to get to this table with right, you. Right. And to not give people the common decency of respect, um, whether that be ghosting, like the behavior, just the behavior that... Um, that online dating and texting and things that have that have brought that kind of culture to dating. And that's what just, we mean by the fucking the dating pools toxic yeah. or, or or tainted or or piston because um, they do stuff like that. Right. Uh, they you thought you had a great date and then you don't hear from them again. Or uh, I mean, there's hundreds of examples of this. Right. And you know, there's. Is it because of this is the, part- the, the the crowd we're we're hanging out with or the the people we seek? Is that the reason why? No, I think there's. A, I think it's a little bit more. I think there's a little bit more. It's a little bit more complex than that. I think if you for, so for one example, you have a great date mm-hmm. right with her. Mm-hmm. You're like, Oh gosh, wow, this is amazing. And you, and you walk away and you're like, that was, that was it. That was it. Like I, I would love to see her again. Yeah. Um, and you go to text her, Hey, I had a great time. First off, if you off want to text instinct. her off instinct, I'm gonna text her right away. Yeah. I love that. I think that's yeah. great. That way she knows. Right. Um, people have this whole rule. Wait, wait, no, if you feel it, do it. If you text her, hey, I had a great time. I would love to see you again. Um, and she doesn't hear back f- and she never responds, right? Is that what you're saying? Is that she yeah, just yeah, completely yeah. She just ghosts you? Yep, yep, yep. Or she, she blows you off for two days or 12 hours or, you know, whatever. Well, I think. For an unacceptable amount of time. What would, you, what would be an unacceptable amount so of like time So, like, if you left a date and you text her at midnight and she doesn't text you till you know, 8 o'clock the next morning, that's acceptable. Right. But if she doesn't text you till you know, two days later um, at noon, then I think that's unacceptable. Why? Um, because you looked at your phone at some point. So what if she's still processing whether or not... She could easily give me a response to say, um, 
thank you. I had a uh, thank you for the dinner. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, honesty. I mean, really, that's what it comes down to. Right. Um, and I don't want to be with anybody who isn't just blatantly fucking honest. Like, um, thanks. And uh, you were pretty decent, too. Um, can you give me a few days? Or um, I'd like to think about rescheduling this so we do this again or whatever. You know, something along those lines. Well, and that, I mean, this is where, like, things get a little bit trickier because that means that she would have to be a communicator and be able to be honest with herself. Right. Right. And a lot of that's part of the issue is that a lot of people aren't being honest with themselves and whether what they want and what they don't want. And so the advice that I give in those situations, I think that you, if you say to not be attached to the outcome, right, you go in, you have a great date and just be like, I'm grateful for this. I got made, I got to make a great connection. No matter what happens from this, I'm grateful for this. At least you said, and you put your, and you you put put your, that's right. And then just, not to, you know. And let the gods work from there. Bless and release. Yeah. yeah. Whether yeah. she responds yeah. to you or yeah. not, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And to not, and just be like, you've done your part. You've let her know how that's you tough, think. But yeah. It is tough. Yeah. But that, again, comes back to confidence and it yeah. comes back to loving yourself that yeah. if you tell someone what how you feel and they're not reciprocating, they're mm-hmm. already giving you thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're already giving me an insight of how you're going to be in a relationship. Yeah. yeah. I love it. So, Good. You've just shown to me that we're not a good fit. Yeah. Without even telling you. Yeah. Because sometimes no answer yeah. is an answer. Yeah. Well, I'm Mr. Fix It in a relationship. So if she doesn't yeah. respond and then I'll send her a message and say, Hey, you know, I like communication in a relationship and blah, blah, blah. And then she might say, like, well, I don't really communicate. Then I'll say, Well, let's work on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my dumb ass wants to work on it. Like, I I don't know, it's love. Well, it's like something that I've done personally over the last few years is I've worked my ass off because I took about two years off dating just entirely to work on myself and figure out who I am. Mm-hmm. And so through all of that, like I completely lost my train of thought. Never mind. <laughs> it's gone. Shoot. Uh, you have been working on yourself, though, um, yeah. about yeah. communication and what you want. Yeah. You, know, I, you took two years off. I have no idea. Where okay. 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 I'm, leaving. There. I'm, leaving. I'm leaving this in the episode. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I, I leave them in my episodes too. No, it's not no. the first time this has I, happened. It's not going to be the last. I wouldn't do that to you. Um, so <laughs> no, I want to leave, it. leave it in. <laughs> we'll fucking leave it in. The whole, this whole thing. Okay. All of it. Okay. Every, every bit of it. All right. That's a minute and a half. <laughs> that's who I am. <laughs> and you can't take it personally. That situation. That she doesn't. That she doesn't. Because she may be of just, she may, she may, uh, there might be a situation where she just broke up with her boyfriend. Uh, maybe she might still be in a relationship. So maybe, so you know. Why don't, why don't you think that they give back? Like, why don't, why wouldn't she, is it just normal? Like, would she, why wouldn't she uh, give back in that communication? People don't like confrontation, right? So if it's not a good fit for her. That's uncomfortable to go. That makes sense. Yeah, it's like something I talk about on my show. It's a lot easier to just ghost and walk away. Right. And it's like, well, no, they nobody, think it is. Yeah, well, no one wants to do the hard things in life or like be, you know, to just be like, hey, sorry, I don't really think this is going to work out. You know, I got something that if I am if I go on a date and it went bad, I'm going to tell them like, hey, sorry, it sucks to suck. Yeah. But like nobody wants to do the, the hard, hard shit anymore. Right. The right people do want it. And that's what you True. want. You want someone who's going to be, that's going to show up and, and do the work. I think slowly I've realized that. Yeah. Is, um, and I think a lot of people, you know, through trial and error and trauma and everything else is they, they start to figure that out. They do. That there is the time and, and these are the mistakes and these are the paths and um, they kind of put it all together. Oh, I remember what I was going to say now. Hit it. Hit hey. it. Do it. Hit, hit us with yeah, it. Yeah. So I've worked really hard on myself to be able to love who I am and 
I'm building my life to be able to live my life for me and nobody else. I want to have somebody come on this train and, and live with me and side mm-hmm. by side. Mm-hmm. But like if, if they come and they go, that's fine. My life is still going to be going in the same direction, the same speed it was before them, with them, without them. It doesn't matter. Right. Mm-hmm. So if people want to come in and, and leave, like that's, that's fine. So it's like, like you said, I'm still going to text them and be like, hey, I had a great time. And then if I never hear from them again, that, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> but like, like I'm, yeah. st- I'm still going. I'm still yeah. moving forward. Yes. Yeah. Good. So what are we doing right in the dating world? Well, I think just humans in general. I think human I think people are fed up. So a lot of people are fed up with online dating. And so people are extremely starving for connection. And so I think people are realizing more and more of really cuz what you want in a relationship and what you need Mm-hmm. are two complete could be completely two different things. And so I think people are, are they are doing a lot of self-reflection, which is causing them to look at things differently, causing them to look at their lives differently and causing them to look at connection differently. Right. And so the more self-awareness that you can have, the better off your dating experience is going to be because you're not if you're living a full enough life and I, it doesn't have to be, you know, but if you're living a full enough life and dating is just a part of it, right? Where you're like, yeah, this is just a part of what I do. And you go on these dates and you have this awareness, you know what you're looking for, you know you you know more about really who you are as a human. And when you show up, so one of the very first things that I do, one of the very first things that I do with my clients is I have them write down on a piece of paper everything that you bring to the table, everything mm-hmm. in a relationship. I want you to brag about yourself, yeah. everything that you yeah. that you would bring. Right. Not only that, and also what are your outstanding qualities as a human Mm -hmm. being? And I think more people are like getting it where they're like, it's okay for me to be like, not you must, you must be this, 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 and this. It's now, wait a minute. If you don't see the potential, I'm not going to be like, what do I need to do to fix myself? Or what do I need to do to be the person for you? It's, oh, I'm not the person for you. That's okay. Right. I know that someone someday is going to see all these amazing things inside of me and they're they're going to yep. be the ones that are going to they're going to value that. One of my favorite questions to ask when I'm interviewing uh, in these shows is um, what do the opposite sex um, bring to the table for you? What do they do for you? Mm, that's a great and question. Then, and then I follow it up with um, what do you bring to the table? What do you, I love that. What do you do? Yeah. And I'm always curious to see how much hesitation really comes out of somebody when they when you ask that, right? Um, hell, I don't even know if I would be able to answer that correctly on the spot, or you know, wholeheartedly on the spot um, that quickly. Dean fucking nailed it, um, you know. But I don't know if I could really answer that properly. Um, but it's always curious to see someone's growth based on just those two simple sentences. Yeah. So. Hmm. Well, it's like, uh, I think you might have said something similar to it, but what I've told people forever, and I, I don't know why, but people have always kind of just throughout my life kind of come to me for advice because I've always had really good insight, haven't been the best at taking my own advice. It's but the beard. Yeah. It gives me, it gives fucking, me wisdom, I think. That sexy-ass beard. <laughs> something I've said forever, though, is like... Let me know if I make you uncomfortable at any no. time you're a cat. No. <laughs> uh, something I've She's told like, people, when I walked in the door. <laughs> honestly, same. But no, uh, something I've said forever, though, is you have to be able to love yourself before you can love anyone else. Mm-hmm. Right. So how important do you think that statement is to people? Like being I able think, to... well, here's, I think you need to love yourself enough. You don't have to love yourself completely. I mean, because we're always a work in progress. There's always going to be things about ourselves that we don't, that we don't like. 
And so it's an ongoing relationship that we have with ourselves just to love ourselves enough to put ourselves out there. The reason why is because when we love ourselves enough, we know our value, we know our worth. And so we're going to, when we attract a partner, we know what we are deserving of. And so if a partner starts those red flags, that's when we can recognize those red flags and say, this isn't for me because I know that I deserve more than this or I know I deserve better. The reason why I say that is because science says when we are in a a successful, thriving relationship, that person is going to teach us more of how to love ourselves. God. Yeah. Like that. It's, it's not that we can't do this all by ourselves. Yeah. We can try. We can try, but we are our worst critics. Those saboteurs, going back to those guys, they're constantly tearing us up. Tearing us up. So when, when we're with someone who can shed light on their perspective of how they view us, you know, Brian and I always have this thing where sometimes I'll go down this, I'll, I'll start to criticize myself and he'll go, Mm-mm, don't talk that way in front of me. You can talk that way in front of your girlfriends, but you're not going to talk that way in front of me Good. about me putting my, like, Good. I'll have a, but it's those moments where you're like, okay, he's teaching me how to love myself more. And we need that. It's not, we can't be complete people in order to attract somebody. Sorry, I talk really with my hands. <laughs> well, I, so do I. I, I am like I'm, smacking things around here. I've hit my uh, last, I've, I've fucking hit the table. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, I'm in good company. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you're um, good. Beat and the the, place and up, another thing care. too, on kind of along the same vein, is that people think they have to be fully healed to be in a relationship. No. You have to be healed enough because... When people come into my office, they're like, I, you know, I don't need the coaching. I've already been through therapy. I, I know all the things. I'm like, okay. You don't though, because you may think you can only heal yourself on your own enough to where you start to be into a relationship. And then as you start that relationship, there are going to be triggers that you don't even realize are there. And that trigger, you'll be like, wait a minute, where's that coming from? Why am I feeling that way? And if you are in that relationship with somebody who loves you, right. who sees you in that light, they're that safe place to go to and you can say, man, this is triggering me. I want to talk about this. And <laughs> yeah, they're like, yeah, yeah, let's talk about it. Fuck yeah. So that's, I mean, it's an ongoing growth and you mentioned growth. Gosh. It's an ongoing growing. You have to consistently grow with your partner. Yeah. It's because you want somebody who has a mindset of if you don't want to people who have mindsets of black and white thinking that there's never anything in the middle. The only relationship that they're going to thrive in is somebody else who has the same exact thinking that they do. But even then, that's not the that's not the formula for a successful relationship. You want somebody who is going to be more of the middle. You don't have to agree necessarily on politics and religion. Sometimes you can have those that banter conversation, those intellectual conversations. I prefer that shit, actually. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to see it, so but you want to have more of a growth <laughs> mindset, too, of not only that you want growth from yourself, and if you're constantly working on yourself, but if you have more of a middle ground and more of an understanding, when you face adversity together, and since you both have that growth mindset that you understand, okay, well, I need to grow and learn and more about myself, or I want to learn more about you know, how can we make this relationship better, when you face problems in that relationship, you're going to 
succeed because you don't have a partner, partner. You don't have a partner that's like, this is the way it is. Yeah. Well, then that's yeah. not, yeah. there's no flexibility in that. It's either their way, their way. And I used to be married to that. It's their way, the highway. Yeah. There's no compromise. Right. But if you have more of like a growth mindset and more of a flexibility of saying, instead of being like, how are we going to, it needs to be my way in order to, to make it work versus how are we going to figure this out together? Right. Right. So I kind of went good. on a tangent no, right no, there. You're good. We, we, I love that. We okay. You actually it. said a lot, a lot of things that I, I repeat. I actually did a whole episode uh, on uh, getting into the growth mindset and, how yeah. to, and kind of the science behind that. But yeah. Um, so go check out, like, I think episode 14 of the Legion I'll of check Self it podcast. Out. But yeah, um, yeah so <laughs> plug, the, plug, the, plug, plug the guys. I plug it in everything Sponsor, I do. Sponsored ever. by it. I'm wearing a shirt that's a prototype. So, you know. Oh, that looks good. That looks <laughs> yeah. good. Yeah. I like that. I like that shirt. Yeah. It's over here somewhere. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it's just going into the whole growth mindset and the, the whole like mission statement of the Legion lifestyle is to be better than you were yesterday every day because mm-hmm. no one is perfect. None of us are done growing. Mm-hmm. And so finding somebody that you can continue to move and progress forward with, yes. I think, is extremely important because mm-hmm. you're not going to be who you are and they're not going to be who they are for the rest of their lives. Like tomorrow, right. I could be a completely different person, mm-hmm. you know, and so is my partner if I ever find them. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that's the same yeah. way with everyone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you will find her. I, uh, someday. Uh, the I had someone message me. She said last night. She goes, uh, "You've changed," and I said, "No Good. shit. Yeah. I should have changed. You should be changing too. Everyone should be changing." Yeah. So that's good. So I actually have uh, the most important question ever to ask you. Hmm. How important is Zodiac? Okay. Oh, I don't do I don't do Zodiac. Um, do you think that they play a role in it, or how often do you hear about this? Because in one of your episodes, you said. I'm a Gemini, so you're going to get both sides of me or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I did. And, joking, jokingly. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I'm like, fuck, I'm a Gemini. And I'm like, I, there's... Oh, I think you and I have had this Gemini conversation. Maybe, I feel like, maybe. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't like to play a lot of basis on it, but then I'm like, I look back on past relationships and I go, oh, those fucking Virgos, every time, like every time, it's this type of relationship every time. Mm. Stop calling me out, dog. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying it's a Virgo. I'm just, you know, in general, but is it... it is that relevant? I think if it's relevant to you. Okay. If it's important okay. to you, then it's important. Okay. And I mean, everybody has their own uh, factors of compatibility. Is, is it just Zodiac that you hear about? Or is there other things that we don't know about that people say like, well, no, I can't be with this person because of this. Attach- well, no, not uh, not attachment styles. Um, well, yeah, that, I mean that too. But uh, the Enneagram, I do hear a little bit what about is the that? Enneagram. It's kind of it's a, a personality test. Mm-hmm, it's a personality oh, test. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so some Enneagram numbers don't get along with other Enneagram numbers, so I do hear that on occasion. Okay. So there's that too. It, it, I don't know. If you, if you give value to it, then it's real. Right, that's right. Yeah. True. Because right. like, True. Th- is it actually a thing? No one will yeah. ever know, but if it has value and meaning to you, yeah. then that's how it's going to be. I mean, right. I, I mean, the only thing I think I put superficial shit on is like, I won't date a blonde, which I think is bull crap. You know, maybe I shouldn't think that way, but... Why won't you date me? I never said I... I said I would. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't normally date blondes <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or an Asian. I've never dated an Asian. Yeah. You know what I mean? We've talked about this before. And so I'm, I'm always curious to, you know, I think it goes back to a lot when we talked about in the very beginning, which mm-hmm. was, you know, what's our hangups, what's, what's right. going on and uh, stopping us from having these successful relationships. Right. Um, and I always wondered, like, you hear a lot of the Zodiac stuff. Well, is it the same as saying, like, I won't date a blonde or I won't date a guy under six foot or. Yeah. There's, I mean. Yeah, there's vanity. I mean, people 
you know, as a matchmaker, um, I have this, I have this thing where I'm, I'm not a drive through. You don't come into my office and place your order and then off I go running. Fuck. That was my hope. Yeah. <laughs> I want to find out really what it is that you're looking for. Right. Not just, and so all of my matchmaking clients have to, they have to be coached for the first month. And I put them through a series of six different tests, six different personality tests and love tests so that I have a greater understanding of who they are. Not, I mean, I don't put their Zodiac into it, not their Enneagram number, but different facets of their personality and how they love and how they perceive love and those really important right. key points right. for me. Yeah, because there's the love languages and uh, yeah. So there's le- there's love styles actually, which I appreciate better. There's seven of them. So fi- there's the five love languages, but they even took it a step further and they call it seven love styles, which breaks it down even a little bit more. So that's the, right. that's the test that I use. Right. I also there's a test um, that I give my clients to help them understand their core values. A lot of people mm. don't know what their values are, and it's important in the matchmaking to know what your values are and making sure of knowing their values to make sure that those somewhat align. What would um, what would a, an example of someone's core values be? Um, so there's a test that I use that puts you through that. I think there's like 45 different core values. Holy shit! And then it'll it'll okay, so it'll pick, put, it'll 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 say this or this, this or this, and oh. then you pick 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 pick, and it's kind of depending on how many you pick initially, it kind of, it, it like narrows it down to the top five. Like an AI, like kind of, yeah, this, it's, uh, yeah. this core value system for yeah. you, like a business would have. So for example, um, one that I just did yesterday, if I can remember, his top core value was forgiveness, um, appreciation, uh, family. Um, oh gosh. I can't remember, but those are just some examples. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's important. So like if your core value is forgiveness and someone else's number one core value is financial stability, right? So, which is another one. I mean, I find that my older, the, the older um, demographic financial stability becomes more and more of one of their core values, which right. is understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for my older women who have had to build this whole life for they themselves. They didn't have meth heads and, and couch jumpers. You want somebody who has a paycheck. <laughs> right, right. So you want to make sure that they're somewhat that they're somewhat aligned so that either that or they'll have respect for each other's values. They don't have yeah. to be exactly the same, yeah. but just enough of, of an appreciation for both of them that it's not going to cause a conflict within the right. within the relationship. Right. So these are yeah, so these are certain tests that I, you know, I put people through so that not only because I feel like in the dating world, just in general, the more awareness you have of yourself, the more, the greater chance you're going to be like, why, why am I saying yes to these particular people? Why am I saying no to these particular people? Because in online dating, they did this huge study of 400 uh, singles in Australia and they asked them and they sat them down and they said, tell me everything that you're looking for in a relationship. And they're like, okay, this, 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 this is everything that I'm looking for. And then they watched their behavior swiping. Didn't match it. Completely different. They were probably looking for looks and yeah. exactly. Well, in online dating, you can't really. It's not a metric that you can't like know whether or not they're empathetic or sympathetic or if they're right. you know. But they, there should be enough qualities that you can kind of discern. Yes. Um, yeah. Through you can tell through their tender. bio. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No bio. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Sending me to sends me to her Instagram or her yeah. Snapchat. Forty-three uh, percent of Tinder profiles are people that are attached or married. What? Oh, that's sad. Forty-three percent. 
Oh my gosh. So I when mean, people come to me and they're like, I'm on Tinder, I'm like, and now you're not. Yeah. Just because there's now a goalie. We're off. Just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. Right. Yeah. Right, Dean? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I would know. I was a goalie for a while. <laughs> so um, how does one start the process of looking for a matchmaker? Let's yeah. say um, our listeners want to find you and need your help. They, yeah. They really want to find love. Yeah. So there's, okay. So there's a couple of free resources. So you could go to my podcast, which is, you can find it at dearmatchmaker.com. So good too. Or, I, I do love your podcast. Oh, thanks. It, I mean, I sincerely. Oh, yeah, thanks. I really like it. I, I like, like yours too. That's why I like listen to it. And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to yeah. be, yeah, I'm going to be a part of this. Mine are, mine are roller coaster ones though. <laughs> but I like those. Like I, One I week it's me and my kids. The next week we're talking about, you know, doing lines off. See, and I'm and with my podcast, I'm starting to be more. I'm getting ready to release an episode today that talks about my first relationship out of my divorce, <gasps> where my ex-boyfriend faked dying to what? break up with me. Oh my fucking god! I can't so I'm wait. releasing that today. I want to hear that story. <laughs> uh, it's I'll pretty good. That one. Okay. Um, so yeah, there's free resources out there. So you can go to dearmatchmaker.com or you can go theheartagency.com, which yep. really lists all my yep. all my stuff yep. on there. Um, and it's a free consultation. It's a free Zoom call or you come into my office for 40 minutes and we just okay. talk. Because so this is probably like $4,000, right? It depends. Um, some people can only, they they only need to use me for a month. Some of them just want to go through the personality testing and, and sitting down and talking to somebody, a professional, and being like having them gain clarity of really what they're looking for. And so yeah. just working with me for a month at 700 yeah. So you could just be like, that's yep. it. That's all yep. I need. Yes, the matchmaking is the most expensive because the way I describe it is with dating coaching, you're doing the work, you're going online dating, you're figuring it out. I mean, I'm helping you. I'm your guide. Yeah. And I'll write your profile. We'll get you professional photos, all that thing. But, um, you're doing most of the work matchmaking. That's all on me. Yeah. I'm doing all the work and I can do like 10 interviews before I even get to that one where I'm like, Hmm, this might be somebody for this person. So right. that's a lot of my time. And, and energy. you're also looking at it from a very um, non-biased uh, opinion, right? Like right. where I go in, I'm like, what's her, you know, ass look like? You know what I mean? Right. Immediately. And, and without and there going are, in, there it, are some matchmakers that work that way. There are some matchmakers that they have a very different viewpoint of how they match people. So if I go in, I take all these personality tests with you and mm-hmm. um, I'm like, this type of woman I want, are you going to tell me like, no, you're fucking wrong. Like, yeah, I because will. Because this is based on your personality test and mm-hmm. based on your past relationships, you're an idiot. Right. Knock it off. Why won't, I, no, I never tell you. Are you, are you here for idiot. love or not? You know? <laughs> well, do you want true connection or not? I want, I, so this is funny because uh, I've been married before yeah. um, and uh, I'm, I don't know if I ever want to get married, but it's because that's okay. I don't know. I don't, don't know. Have to. But so here's the, here's the, this the overall part of it is I don't know if I want more kids. I love kids, and I'll have a hundred kids if somebody lets me. Yeah. Uh, but I'm a grandpa now, and so I don't. Oh yeah, uh, I should show you uh, pictures of the grandkids. Oh my gosh! Yeah, Chase, Chase the the little one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's 22. Uh, he uh, I got wow. two grandbabies, five year old and a uh, about a eight month old right now. So. Oh my gosh. Um, so my my views have changed as well. Sure. But I'm like, maybe I mm-hmm. meet the right woman and she wants to have a kid. And um, yeah, I'm down for more kids. And That's actually I, more common than you think. And I'm also on that same wavelength of do I get married or not? You know, I don't want to get married because the last two long-term relationships I've had kind of weren't 
the best. So I think that that's um, part of it, which I think a lot of people go through. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you you have no problem telling your clients like, no, this isn't the right. I mean, I fit. It's 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 just. I think it just depends. I think that when you're going to somebody who is there to help you, you're going to be more open to having somebody tell you what yeah. you need in a relationship based yeah. off of based yeah. off of not not just not, not just the personality test but just getting to know you too as a person just Good. i think cuz again you can get dating relationship from friends and family mm-hmm. but they have their own agenda on your life agreed 100% so yeah. which is why i always said i'd rather find love through my friends through as yeah. opposed to a dating site but my friends do have an agenda. That's still the that's still the best place to meet somebody is yeah. through somebody. Uh, he still won't hook me up with his friends. <laughs> he said, I don't have friends, man. I, <laughs> I sacrificed all of them so I could do what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, well, Kat, I love having you on here. Oh, I love it. Uh, that was awesome. Thank you. Dean, thanks for coming over. Always. I yeah. love I love having you here. Dean, how does uh how do our fine folks find you? Oh, uh, many places. You can uh, find my podcast, wherever podcasts are available, the Legion Lifestyle, learn all about mental health, fitness, nutrition, living a healthy lifestyle, whatever it is, all the rants I went on in this episode, you can go find a lot more like it there. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, because Facebook is the Legion Lifestyle Podcast, Instagram, the Legion Lifestyle, uh, my personal Instagram, I'm being so can you. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah. yeah. I'll have to follow you on he, Instagram. He, he, uh, he called me one day and we were talking and he goes, you don't need to work on, repeat to yourself how to, pe- how for people to find you every day. And I was like, oh, yeah. he's yeah. like, you kind of suck at that. And I was like, no, you're, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I mean, yeah. we're only, Look I how just, good he got it. just recorded our 19th episode. I've, I'm, I like, I'll walk into my coworkers and be like, Hey, have you listened to this week's episode of Legion Lifestyle? It's out on anywhere podcasts are available. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's uh, Kat. Thank yes. you so much. Thank you. I fucking love you. I and, love you and too, I'm, man. And I'm, and I'm glad that you are doing something that you love. Thanks. And I'm glad that you're doing something for people that you are so good at it. Oh, thank you. It's such an honor to be here. Thank you so How much. How do our friends go find you? Yeah, so they can find me um, at theheartagency.com. You can also find me on Facebook or Instagram at Cat Cantrell. Can you spell that last name? Because that is... Yeah, C-A-N-T-R-I-L-L. Perfect. Yes, cat? and cat with a C. I was about to say, is that cat with a C? Yeah, yeah. cat yeah. with a C. Yeah. 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 yeah, and it's my real name. People ask me that all the time. They're like, is that your real name? Or is that a stage name? No, it's my, I no. mean, it's Catherine. Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. my real name. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, not, it's so spicy. I like it. Yeah, yeah. it is kind of spicy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Perfect. Well, I love you guys. Thank you so much for joining us yeah, today. thank you. Of course. I'll, I'm looking forward to being here again. You are, dude, anytime. Yeah. <laughs> anytime. Just, Just call me. No, I don't need to. You just, I'll just say you just say you're on your way, and I was like, doors unlocked. <laughs> I'll get the beers ready. I'm gonna still knock anyways. Okay. Yeah. yeah I. I, I have a personal thing with that, so. Yeah. One day. Well, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us today here on the Bad Influence Podcast. Uh, appreciate you. Make sure you go follow us on our Facebook, and that is Bad Influence Pod I A at uh, Facebook, um, and uh, leave some comments, please. We need to know what you guys are thinking out there. It does help me. Um, you know how much I like to fix stuff. So follow us there, and uh, without anything else from you guys. Hey, don't forget a five-star rating. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah that yeah, five-star five star, rating. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you guys know that if you guys give us that five-star rating, it can uh, push us further so that people can hear this wonderful podcast that you so much enjoy. Thank you so much. You guys and gals have a wonderful freaking day. We'll talk to you later. Peace Bye. out, y'all.
Now, wasn't that a lot of fun? <laughs> uh, we have, uh, uh, that was uh, the beautiful cat there for you guys and gals uh, and the gorgeous Dean. You know where to find those guys. Um, just to reiterate, um, find cat. It's the heart, H-E-A-R-T, agency.com. Um, that's you can go to her website. Uh, you can see all of her stuff there, obviously. Um, follow her on her podcast as well, Dear Matchmaker. Those are great episodes. Um, they're easy to consume. Um, you can get uh, a lot of good information in a short amount of time. And um, I can't wait to have her back um, to talk about more stuff. If there's anything you guys want um, when we get her back on, if there's anything you guys want to hear us talk about, um, any uh, subjects or questions, please leave them in the, the comment section of uh, this episode. Uh, you can also message us directly on Facebook. Of course, our Facebook is Bad Influence Pod, P-O-D-I-A. That's on Facebook. I encourage you to revisit this episode and this time take some notes. Uh, there is some important stuff uh, to take out of that that's free. <laughs> so uh, just go with it as you will. This Sunday uh, is another episode of Justin's Journal. You can catch up on what I've been up to during the week. Um, you can uh, find out with uh, what's going on with Bad Influence Podcast, um, where Unhinged is at in its production. Remember to give us a five-star rating on all those podcasts, uh, wherever you follow us. Share it, uh, comment on it, uh, do all that stuff, uh, create some energy. If you like the podcast, hopefully somebody else you know will like the podcast as well. And uh, that's the best uh, way you can help support us by sharing um, and five-starring. I really get a kick out of doing these episodes. I hope you guys are enjoying them. Um, Kat was our first expert, and uh, I'm glad that we had her on. And uh, we'll have some more on for you guys and gals if you enjoyed them. And with that, I hope you guys and gals have a wonderful day. I hope you have a fantastic week. We will see you on the next episode of The Bad Influence. Have a great day.